Hello, fellow human. Welcome to another episode of Walking Our Path, where I simply share the lessons, the insights, the stories that I learn as I walk my path. And as I do so, invite you to come on a walk with me. So I hope you're out walking. I hope it's a wonderful day where you are. Or it might be a rainy, cold day, which is also pretty awesome. <laughs> At least I love all weather. And it is my intention with this podcast to share my best insights while I am out moving and doing something that's healthy for me and inviting you to also join me in doing something that's healthy for both of us. Now, today I want to talk about reaching goals and getting what you want and why getting what you want isn't really what we want, or at least wanting to get what we want isn't what we want. <laughs> okay, that might get a little bit complicated. Anyway, I had a few insights around goal setting, around, you know, wanting to reach certain things and really feeling the desire and striving for it. Because at some point in my life, I realized that this was entirely unserving to me. And in the health and fitness industry, in the motivation business and the seminar world, there's a lot going on of like, what do you want? And how are you going to get it to make sure you get what you want? Set goals and crush them and get it, get it, get it. Now, I believe that this is a way of living that can be very useful. It can bring a lot of things. Productivity can help you reach a lot of things. But at the same time, it also has a downside. And I've lived for quite a few years in my life really focusing on wanting things and trying to get them. And I've also lived with the downsides of thinking this way, of living this way, of relating to myself in this way. So in this podcast, I'll share a few stories, a few anecdotes, a few ideas about how to navigate this and how to live a life where there's less force and less struggle, less desire, and more simply having what you want. So I'll start with a little story, which I like to call the door handle epiphany. About um, three years ago, I was in the middle of uh, divorce. Actually, I was, I was finishing up uh, the whole process of divorce and everything. And um, well, I won't go into that story. But the point is that I was working to be able to keep the house that we lived in. And yeah, I was working on getting a mortgage and getting everything arranged around the house. And as I was doing this, I noticed I was getting into a state of just, you know, frustration. Because I was just looking at the house of like, there's so much wrong with this house. There's so much I need to fix up. As soon as I fully own this house, I'm going to do this and I'm going to change that and I'm going to work on this. And I noticed I was doing that from, from a pretty um, negative viewpoint. Well, in that moment, I didn't notice it, but <laughs> looking back on it, I was being very negative. And then something funny happened. I noticed uh, the door. I was looking at the door and I saw the door handle. And I just had this moment of like, these stupid piece of shit door handles. <laughs> as soon as I have the mortgage, I'm gonna like invest in this house and I'm gonna get myself some fancy ass door handles. Like the coolest door handles in the store. And um, in that moment, luckily I caught myself and I was like, wait, what am I doing? I'm investing my precious attention in suffering from not having the door handles that I want. So 
here's a, a very important key point before I continue the story, <laughs> is that wanting, the moment you say I want something, means that you are aware of that you are lacking it. Okay, so wanting only comes from lacking. Desire means that you uh, crave something, need something that you don't have in the moment. So I won't spend too much time trying to make this point. You can think about it, meditate it, see if it's true for you. But in my experience, as soon as we want something, we are aware of the lack of it. Right? So we want food if we're hungry. We want to drink if we're thirsty. We want love if we feel like we don't have love. We want control if we feel like we don't have control. All right? Now we can keep going like that for a while. So in that moment, I really wanted a different door handle. And I caught myself, I was like, huh, okay, what I'm doing here is I am completely focused on lack. I am completely focused on scarcity. All right? I was in this negative spiral of just all oh, this, like this is not good and that is not good. And I sat with it and I asked myself, okay, what can I do here? How can I pull myself out of this loop? And then I realized I could just have the door handles that I have. I could have and appreciate the door handles that I have. So then I made a point out of it. I know I'm a weirdo, but I made a point out of it to appreciate my door handles. So the first thing I did is I started to count the amount of door handles that I had in my house. And it turned out, I don't remember, I think it was 14 or 16 door handles. And I was like, wow, I have an abundance of door handles. I had no idea. I had 14 or whatever, 16 door handles in my entire house. That's a, that's a huge amount of door handles. And, and then I started to sit down and I was like, okay, so how can I appreciate this? Like, how can I be grateful? And I started to think about scenarios where these door handles were there for me. So one that really came up that I remember well is that I was like, wow, every night, almost every night, but if I have to get out of bed and I wanna to go to the toilet in pitch darkness, my hand just reaches out into nothingness and what is there for me? A door handle. And I push it and it opens the door for me to go to the toilet to do what I need to do on the toilet. Wow, I have 16 door handles and they're there for me in the middle of the night in complete darkness. Nothing to trust on except for the, well, the floor <laughs> and the door handle. It's the first thing I reach out for. And suddenly, I was just sitting there in this meditation laughing at myself. First of all, I was laughing at the hilarity of having so many door handles <laughs> and um, the ways in which my door handles were there for me. And I was also laughing at that I had found a way to lack something that was perfectly, perfectly and completely available and present in my life. And I went back to that insight many, many times, especially in the days after, but still I do that. I remind myself of my door handle epiphany because every time I want something, I want to have a moment of realizing, just becoming aware, there's nothing wrong with wanting anything, but just to become aware that in the moment that I want it, I apparently have a belief that I'm lacking it. And before I move, I act, you know, I go out and do something, based on this motivation of lacking, I take a moment to ask myself, 
what do I have of this? How much do I have of this? Where is it already present in my life? Okay, so that's kind of like the process that moves you out of this loop of constantly trying to have things. Now, uh, one of my favorite Zen teachers has this beautiful way of saying it. Her name is Sherry Huber. Has a beautiful way of saying it where she says, whatever you do, you get better at, right? Whatever you practice, you get more of. So if you focus on wanting, you're going to get really good at wanting, but you're also going to get stuck in wanting, which means lacking, right? So for example, people, they want a certain car and they want the car, they want the car, they want the car, and they're wanting, that's what they're doing. And then they get the car. And instead of having the car and appreciating it, they go on to wanting the next thing because they've never practiced having. And that to me was a big, big shift when that insight clicked, especially with the door handles. Because as soon as we set a goal, not as soon as, but very often when we set a goal, we set the goal in order to get something of which we are clearly convinced we don't have it. Now, in some cases, that is 100% completely functional, you know? Like, imagine our hunter-gatherer ancestors being hungry, wanting food, and being all zen about it, and be like, oh, I'm just focusing on the lacking. Let me be grateful for what I do have. No, you want to just go out there and hunt and gather and get your food, of course, right? So there is nothing inherently wrong with setting goals and motivating yourself from wanting. But with many, many things in life, many, many things that people go out and try to get, it's not that functional. So for example, a lot of people who set a goal to be able to afford a certain car, very often they don't want to have that certain specific car because it's functional, right? Could of course be like, I'm, I'm not like, <laughs> already judging everybody who wants a certain type of car. Let's say, you know, you have a farm and you need a truck enabled in order to be able to run your farm. Of course, it's very functional to get that, that, uh, that truck. But I mean, you know, like let's say a luxury, some kind of luxury car. The question is, is this a functional want or is this based on trying to get something that I believe I lack? Now, in the case of getting a certain look, a certain body, a certain type of car, you know, what some people call superficial things. What are we trying to do there? Well, often getting, for example, the car, this is just an example, might give you a feeling of reaching a certain amount of status. And that status is going to give you a place in the social hierarchy. So it's going to give you approval from your peers. It's going to make somebody perhaps um, judge you less or approve of you more or love you more. So let's say you wanna get this fancy car because you want approval, then you are motiv motivating yourself towards a goal because you believe that you have a lack of love or approval or whatever it is you're trying to get. So if you then reach that goal and you get your moment of approval and you get your short-term high of reaching the goal, what you have then effectively done is proven to yourself that you lacked it in the first place which means you're gonna get really good at this loop, right? So let's say you lack approval or you lack love. You set a goal or you believe that you lack approval or love. In reality, you can't lack approval or love, but you have this belief system at some point in your life, you've learned, okay, I'm lacking approval, love, safety, control, whatever, you know, the core desires. You learn, okay, I need to go out and get some. 
I need to reach this goal, I need to get into the corporate ladder, I need to impress people, I need to get money, I need to look a certain way, I need to achieve certain merits. And then every single time you motivate yourself from this core lacking, often there's a willingness also to move over your sense boundaries and your emotional boundaries just to get it, right? Survival structure. You move yourself towards it, you reach the goal, and the moment you reach the goal, you have achieved the thing, so you get this short-term reward, and you have proven that you lacked it in the first place, that you weren't enough, you weren't good enough, so you need to do the whole thing over again, right? Because you're not having it. So the moment we achieve things, if we don't switch from wanting to having, we're gonna just get stuck in a loop and just always go for the next goal. I need another thing, I need to reach more. And every single time you go through the loop of lacking, wanting, setting a goal, getting it, wanting the next thing, your ego, right? So your egoic mind, your logical mind is building up a larger body of evidence that you are lacking it. So with every single thing that you achieve, this, this um, assumption of lacking is going to be proven, which means your sensation of lacking is going to increase, which means your desire for the next goal is going to be even bigger, right? Now I need to have a bigger thing and the next thing and more. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? And I'm really gl glad that I broke a part of that loop when it came to this door handle. <laughs> Thank you, great wise door handle for teaching me. I welcome the spirit of door handle. Okay, I'll stop now. Um, <laughs> that's the problem of me walking alone in the forest recording this podcast that sometimes I get into my uh, crazy corners of my mind. Anyway, so uh, I've actually worked uh, with a lot of what they call high-end groups, um, you know, multi-million, and like CEOs of multi-million dollar companies and extremely wealthy people. Uh, professional athletes, and I mean, I don't mean to uh, pretend that everybody in these categories are in this goal mindset, but I've, I've met extremely wealthy people who have their wealth, who own it, who enjoy it, who have no problem sharing it with others, who are on a mission to use their wealth for amazing things. I've also met incredibly rich people who don't seem to really feel like they have it or they own it or even deserve it. They feel like they need more, more and more and more and more. And this is from some sense of inherent lacking. And it makes me think, instead of spending a whole life trying to get the thing you believe you inherently lack and just working your ass off, <laughs> you know, spending so much time and effort trying to get there, sacrificing so much in your life to get the thing, instead of that, what if there is an option, another option, which is to localize, to find the thing you believe you're lacking within yourself before you go out and try to get the thing. And especially these core desires, like the core wants, love, security or safety, control, approval. And there's a few other ones. These are the big ones for me, at least that I've, that I've been working with. Uh, with the groups that I work with. These things live inside of us. There is a sense of safety somewhere in you. There is love inside of you. You can make it yourself. So a lot of the things that we strive for, we don't need to strive for anymore if we can find it in ourselves, which means 
that instead of going into the outer world and trying to get our fix, get our, you know, our proof, get our moment of winning, our short-term high, what we can also do is walk an inner path and find the parts of us that believe that they lack something. So all of us somewhere in our life have picked up moments, have encountered situations that have made us feel like we're not enough, not good enough, we're not safe, we're not secure, we're not loved. And those parts of ourselves can remain unhealed our entire life. And as long as they're unhealed, those parts of us are still wanting, they're still lacking. You know, as soon as I finally get love, as soon as I finally get the, the final amount of approval, or I, I finally control all of the variables and I finally feel safe, then that part of me will be okay. Well, I don't believe that that's how it works, right? So the path of, of inner healing is one of finding the places in which you believe you are lacking and then um, doing the inner work that heals those wounds, that allows you to see that you weren't lacking at all ever. And then, not just then, because I mean, <laughs> this path is never really finished, but the point is that if you can find the source code, so to say, in yourself that constantly informs you about your lack of anything, and you can allow that part to heal, to become whole and to no longer want that, you can still get the thing, right? So let's say you wanted the fancy car, you want the Lamborghini or whatever, and you realize that you want it because you want to have a certain amount of status. You want your boss to believe you're good enough. You want your dad to believe you're accomplished. You want you know, your friend to believe that you've made it. And then before you try to get the Lamborghini, you sit with it, you work with it, you welcome the parts of yourself that want that approval from this other person or that want the status. If you then after that, right, let's say you realize that you are complete and you are whole and you don't need anybody's approval or whatever it is, if then you still want the Lamborghini, go get it by all means, right? I mean, that's the point. You can control and create and, well, not control, but you can create and shape your reality in any way that you want. There's absolutely no reason to not have the Lamborghini if that's what you want. The question is, how are you motivated? Are you motivated from lacking or from scarcity? Or are you motivated from the abundance of no matter whether I get this Lamborghini or not, it's all here. I'm here, <laughs> this is my life. I'm capable of receiving, I'm willing to receive. This is what I'm gonna get. Because that mindset will allow you to actually enjoy having the Lamborghini, right? Instead of being like, okay, I've got that thing. Hmm, hmm, I still don't feel great. And this is also the kind of the dream that we have been programmed with through school, through marketing, advertising, through movies, is we believe that there is such a thing as landing on a finite state, arriving, to get to a point where you're like, I have arrived, I now have it all. I've made it. I finally got the, whatever it is, the title, the award, the money, the car, the house, the partner that I've always wanted, AKA that I've always lacked, right? And then once I have that, when I have the, that thing, 
then I'm going to be, oh, I made it. I got it. It's all here. And then you're just going to float out into enlightenment <laughs> and live happily ever after because you have the thing. Well, in reality, I've met people who have achieved all the things and who are still out searching. Because then when you have it, you get whatever Lamborghini and you're like, hmm, actually, I haven't changed. I still feel like I want something. Apparently, it wasn't the Lamborghini that I wanted. So now let me go get some boat or whatever. <laughs> let, me, let me go fly a rocket into space. And this is really the goal setting wanting, lacking loop that a lot, a lot, a lot of people are in. And it brings so much freedom, personal freedom, to realize that most of the things we're seeking are inside of us. Now, of course, achieving a better quality of life and setting goals from a place of wanting can be a great motivator if it's really functional, right? If that's really meaningful to you. So if you live, uh, if you do live in scarcity, you don't have enough money to take care of your kids or to buy the kind of food that you want for your kids or you don't like you really need a car to drop your kids off at school or you uh well whatever it is i could think of a thousand examples but by all means go do it it's functional it's great but then most likely if you go out and get something because you're actually lacking it getting it will probably make you feel at rest and you will probably be like huh you know it's a single parent uh, you've got three kids, you've got groceries to do, you've got no money, but you manage to get some money for a car. And you end up buying what somebody else would call a shitty car, right? It's old, <laughs> like it doesn't always start, it purrs in a certain way, sometimes it just stops working. But if that's the car that you needed, that you could afford, and you did it, you will probably be super happy with that car. And every time you, you'll probably name that car, you'll be like, that's my car. It purrs in a weird way. Sometimes it doesn't start, but if you just pet it in the right way and always speak lovingly to, you know, people who have an old car like that, <laughs> isn't that funny? I love old cars and, um, you know, where you give them a name and you like know their character. That's the kind of appreciation. You don't need a Lamborghini to appreciate your car and to name it and to like love it. No, love it, have it, have the things that you have. So what this really boils down to is gratitude because gratitude is the attitude with which you appreciate the things that are already present, where you look around in life and go like, wow, I have this. How awesome that I have this. And I have that. How awesome that I have that. So if you're in a goal-setting mindset, again, nothing wrong with setting goals. I do that too. I have great goals that I would love to achieve throughout my life. I want to plant, you know, a million trees. I want to help, um, reforest the Amazon and, and preserve nature. I want to help millions of people live healthier lives, all this stuff. But these aren't because that will then finally prove that I'm good enough. No, this is my path. This is what I'm here to do. I just believe that that is what fulfills me. It gives me purpose. And that also means that I take time every day to appreciate what I have achieved. And that's gratitude. Gratitude means sitting down, looking at what you have and being, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because in every moment that you are alive, there's so much to be grateful for. The air that you breathe, being able to drink water, your heart beating. If you can be grateful and appreciative and really present with these things, simple things, earth, water, fire, air, the elements flowing through you, the feeling of being alive, just feeling your heartbeat and your breath move through you. If you can start there, 
and have that, then you already have the most important things. If you can locate a sense of love for yourself, for your surroundings, then you already have that. All of those things that people are striving for. Isn't that a great place to be? And isn't that a great place to be to create from? Right? So some people are afraid that if they give up their lacking and their desires, by the way, there's a bird very upset, very close to me, as you might hear. I apologize. <laughs> if you already have that, and you move into life and start reaching goals from that position of already having, already being enough, whatever you then get, you can just have and, and enjoy it, right? That's the ultimate sense of abundance. So very simply, how to practice gratitude? Well, what I like to do in my morning routine or practice gratitude, let's say just practice having, right? And I like in my morning routine, have a moment, it can be just a few minutes, two minutes, one minute, five minutes, whatever, where I start to name a list of all the things that I have and appreciate. And sometimes it's, it's like deep stuff, you know, it's like romantic things like love and relationships and, you know, purpose and all this. And sometimes it's very simple. So I just look around the room and I go like, look at that cool candle. Look at this plant. This plant was tiny when I got it. That plant is awesome. I love that plant. I love having that plant. I have this plant. Wow, what an abundance. You know, I have a floor. I have a roof over my head. I have windows. And I mean, this is very simple stuff. I have door handles, right? It's very simple stuff and it seems insignificant, but it's not because these are the exact things that you're going to miss as soon as they're gone, right? So having and appreciating are the ultimate skills for personal freedom because people at all levels of qualities and standards of life um, can always find a place of gratitude for what they do have. So, um, practice gratitude in the morning, just a few minutes, just name a list. Thank you this, thank you that, thank you. Or be like, I have this, I have that, I have this. I, and just start pointing out things that you have. It's so silly, but if you try it, I'm pretty sure you're going to enjoy it. It's going to bring something. And of course, uh, when I can't sleep or most nights before I go to sleep, I do the same thing, I start making a list. Ooh, if you heard me <laughs> be startled in this last statement, uh, a deer just popped up from behind a tree and apparently he didn't see the podcaster coming. So he was quite startled and he jumped up and ran away. I'm sorry, deer. Well, this is the cool adventurous stuff of being out in the forest recording a podcast. <laughs> um, I have seen a deer today. I very appreciate this deer. Thank you for being here, deer. That was very dear to me. Okay, I'll stop now. Right, so it's just a few minutes per day, practice having. And if you have a very specific goal that you must reach, that you must achieve, and you feel like I have to get that in order to, sit with it, okay? And study. Am I motivated to get this because I believe I am lacking something? To me, total game changer to my life. Hopefully it's of use to you. Thank you so much for walking with me, for being on our path together, and um, yeah, for listening, because as a speaker, I'm nothing without a listener. <laughs> so if you have any questions or remarks, if you have anything you would like to me to speak to in these podcasts, I will be doing Q&A episodes soon. By all means, send us an email at hello at mindlift.com or yeah, get in touch or at least come and follow me on Instagram at Casper's Focus. I wish you a wonderful day. I wish you to have all the things that you have. <laughs> and 
I will talk to you very soon. Peace out.